Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. We're for over 14 years now. We've been asking the entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Andrea Ferrati Tranchak, and Andrea serves as the Chief Marketing and Development Officer for both Franchise Development and Brand at Office Evolution, the fastest-growing and number-one co-working franchise in the United States. Office Evolution is seeing interest from companies and entrepreneurs who are now giving the benefits of rentable office space to their employees. I'm going to talk to Andrea about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Andrea Parati Dranchak, and Andrea serves as the Chief Marketing and Development Officer for both Franchise Development and Brand at Office Evolution, the fastest growing and number one co-working franchise in the United States. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm I'm great on this uh, Wednesday morning. Oh, How are you? wonderful, Andrea. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing terrific as well. Thank you. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Andrea? This morning, I am calling from my home office in Fairfield, Connecticut. But if you had asked me, you know, a couple of days ago, I might have been at our co-working space in Coral Springs, Florida, or maybe our co-working space in Westport, uh, Connecticut. I right. fortunately have more than 75 locations across the nation to work from. So wherever wow. I am, I have an office. <laughs> That's terrific. Well, it's a nice segue, Andre, into my next question. You know, maybe you could, you know, tell us a little bit about office evolution and, and mainly, you know, what differentiates you from, you know, some of the other uh, businesses in your industry. Absolutely. You know, I, I often say that our founder, Mark Hemeter, uh, must have been clairvoyant when he launched Office Evolution 18 years ago because it is wow. more relevant now than it is than it was it then. Is. So we are the largest locally owned and operated co-working um, provider in the nation. And I underscore locally owned and operated because that's uh-huh. so important to all your franchises, yeah. especially yep. to our audience out here. There's right. nothing that replaces that local hands-on accountability and nurturing of your members. So that is right. number one. Our owners are typically, um, you know, execs who've had amazing careers who are looking to start to exit to um who uh, want to be a part of still the world of business. And so the fact that we are entrepreneurs serving entrepreneurs on a local level makes it really important. The, the second thing is, is that we are um, in suburban markets. Right. And now with the mass exodus from urban to suburban markets, the fact that people can live and work close to home and choose to have an office 10, 15 minutes from their home is very powerful. You know, it, it's so exciting. I mean, you know, you were mentioning Mark, you know, started this concept 18 years ago. You know, and did, did he tap into this whole thing like right away? You mentioned it's great to suburban. I mean, did he tap into that right away? Because like, you know, typically when we think of this type of concept, I, you know, I, I think of like cities, right? Like you think of Chicago or Miami or Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, th- those types of places, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's, very, it's, it's very clever. And I didn't mean to cut you off, by the way. Well, it is very clever, and you are 100% correct. I was a member of the leadership team that launched another company here, uh, another co-working space here in 1999, Mm -hmm. um, um, and we launched solely in city centers. So you name it, if they had three three sports teams, we were there. (laughs) Mark, and that was our expansion strategy, really. But Mark went in a completely different direction. He said, no, secondary, tertiary markets – I want to be where people live and work, and I want to support that community. So we weave ourselves into the fabric of the community, and it's really important. The other thing that he said was, I want small locations. I want everybody to know each other. I want there to be a sense of community, and I want want it to be vibrant. I mean, you know, when you think of a – when you have a smaller location and you have more people who are who are connecting, it, it becomes a more vibrant community, a more connected community. So that's important also. It's very important, Andrea. You know, it's it's interesting. I, I used to teach for a small school in Philadelphia, and I'm in eastern Pennsylvania, uh, Andrea. And when I'd have to go to Philly, I mean, I'd have to leave sometimes like two and a half, three hours early just to get to that location and people don't want to sit in traffic do they you know and i I just i just think that the whole thing is very clever 
Well, it's bad for your a. It's bad for the environment. It's yep. bad for your psyche. It's bad right. for your productivity. It takes right. time away from your life outside of the office. It's bad yeah. all around. And this whole great experiment of us working from our homes, you know, for the past year and a half, it shows you can be productive when you're working remotely. But the fact is, Marty, nobody wants to have to work from their home. You want to right. have the choice to work from ever, wherever you want Agreed. to work from. Nobody right. wants to have to work from home, but you need to be productive, right? So you're not – Of course. Nobody, listen, for all you listeners out there who tried working in the library or yep. Starbucks <laughs> or Panera or wherever, you know it's fun for a moment. But try to have a yes. Zoom there. Try to have a call with the kids <laughs> crying in the background and the barista right. going, right? It doesn't work. This is a place yeah. that goes to home that's affordable and built for work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so powerful. We, I mean, I, I guess we all experience this, Andrea. Right? I mean, last year, you know, is is my son. You know, his school was closed, of course, and he had to go online doing the Zoom. And and my wife, you know, she started working from. So he had all three of us like working and doing Zoom meetings sometimes at the same time. And it was it was crazy, right? In the beginning, it was great. You say, oh my God, we're all together and things like that. But um, it's it's not so easy, is it? When all three or four people or five people in the house are on Zoom meetings, it gets a little chaotic, you know, and that kind of like segues because the, the theme of the show last year, I mean, we couldn't do a show last year, Andre, without talking about the pandemic, you know, so I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about what has the pandemic showed us about the office and it, more so even like the future of work. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you. <laughs> for 20 years. You know, it's interesting. I'm a co-working expert. I've been in this category for 20 years. I've only right. been in franchising. So okay. co-working, and don't, shh, don't tell my husband. He thinks I'm only 25. But co-working, <laughs> <laughs> co-working is in my DNA. And we've been through this. This category has been through downturns early, you know, the 2000s. Right. Um, we've been through uh, boom times. Um, and we've been through now a pandemic. And what happens every time after a downturn is cor corporate real estate folks say, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't put all of my property portfolio in, in uh, long-term leases because I can't predict what my business is going to do tomorrow. How can right. I predict what, what, where my people are going to office? So we've right. been saying for 20 years, hey, IBM, AT&T, whomever, put 20% of your property portfolio in flex space. That's happening right, right now. And once corporate starts taking over, there won't be enough uh, and, and really truly embracing flex space as a strategic solution in their property portfolio. There won't be enough space around the world that's currently open today to meet that demand. The second thing that happens is small business owners, uh, small business, new business starts increase. And mm -hmm. that is the bread and butter of our member base, right. small business owners. And so they start to increase, and so they come to us. I have to tell you, I've had the highest number of leads in our company history on a per-unit basis for the last four months and the highest number of deals because small business owners are starting to say, hey, I need a mailing address. I need telephone right. answering. I need right. meeting rooms. I need an office. And so this is crazy exciting because they're coming in and yeah. we're helping them. We're helping them to start and grow their business. And it was helpful for us during the pandemic because we collect the mail, uh, our members' mail, we are right. considered an essential service. 
So we were able to stay open during the pandemic, which was wonderful because, Marty, small business owners have to go to work. They have to. They have to put food on their table. They need a place to go. And we were able to be there for them. So pandemic has been very interesting. Our category will continue to grow. And my feeling is is that our niche, not my feeling, I just opened up another location last week. I know that our niche within this market will continue to grow too. Cool pun. It is. That's that's wonderful. How did how did Mark know um at what point you mentioned I guess it was like around was it four or five years ago, Andrea, that you know, you decided or he started to, you know, franchise the concept. How did he know I guess you were ready at that time? So you didn't initially start off as a franchise, but you know, at some point the, the, the company said, you know what, we, we can franchise this concept, and, and you've been successful at, at doing that. You know, what, what prompted him to franchise the model? So I've, my experience in franchising, I'm sorry, is, is four years. The company has been franchising for more than 10 years. And I think oh, I the see. idea, okay. you know, franchising is just such a wonderful way to bring your product to the market in, in, yep. um, faster, right? Right. Faster. Correct. The other thing, too, is that that local ownership for us is so important. We have 10 company-operated locations, and so we walk the walk and talk the talk. Everything that we do, we test through our company-operated locations first. And so we really believe in this concept. But And and each of our managers uh, at our 10 company-operated locations feels that they – and are treated like local owners. But there's, as I said in the beginning, there's nothing more powerful than having these heroes in the local market who are savvy business people supporting heroes, you know, supporting um, uh, those business owners in the local market. So Mark always says it's entrepreneur to the third degree. We are entrepreneurs, and we are supporting our franchise owners who are entrepreneurs, and they are supporting they're members who are also entrepreneurs. That three-level impact, I think, is a wonderful differentiation for us. It sounds to me, too, you know, like when I was you know, studying the brochure, Andrea, that, I mean, the organization is – there's a culture to your organization. I, I can't remember the word. Was it Ohana or something like that? But it sounds like there's yeah. this corporate culture there that's very important. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I, I thought that was very interesting. You know, we are – some people – you know, some, some people talk, some organizations talk about culture and some people live it and breathe right. it and experience it and run their business by it. We do. Mark is Hawaiian and he and his wife okay. uh, uh, are, are from Hawaii. And Ohana right. is um, a word for family. And we I like see. to joke because it's not, it's not family sitting around on a porch drinking lemonade. Right. You know, right. this is a tribe. <laughs> yeah individuals rallying together to, um, to, uh, to, for a common cause. And that yeah. is true. And we, uh, we speak about our Ohana not, uh, across, uh, not only amongst our corporate team as mm-hmm. well as our franchisees, but also our members talk about how we rally for those who believe in themselves and will rally for themselves. And, it was very interesting because, listen, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm mm-hmm. a little, in case you can't tell by my accent, and I'm a little <laughs> jaded, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, Ohana, great. And over the last three years, I've lived it, I've experienced it, and during wow. the pandemic, we had calls, Zoom calls, three times a week. And when I, um, I would look at the chat, and our franchise owners would say, 
thank goodness for our Ohana. Yeah. And it wasn't yep. just us corporate talking heads feeding, you know, our franchisees. During those calls, the last half hour of the calls would be the franchisees helping each other. Right. And sharing their best practice and their trials and tribulations. And it was really palpable. And that sentiment remained true throughout the entire pandemic and even obviously through to today. But when the rubber hit the wall, the Ohana was there. We were all there for each other. It was really wonderful. Terrific. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I asked you the question, Andre, because it's an important part of the franchise, I think, is, you know, the organizational culture, you know, and and, and that's what I got was one of the, you know, certain many benefits um, of the organization. I, I know you get to meet with a lot of, prospective franchisees? I mean, when you're meeting with them, Andrea, how do you typically describe the franchise to, you know, someone who's um, interested in the concept? Well, and thank you for asking that question about culture because that is very important. And, and yeah. truly, I play our one-minute video during those, discuss- during those intro calls, and I look at the franchise candidate's face to see if yeah. they're looking at the video are they moved by the message? Are right. they moved by the, by the music? And yeah. that is very telling. So that is really number one. Does this, does this Ohana culture, is this meaningful to you or do you brush it off? Um, so that's number one. What I do say is I say, listen, this isn't a gym. This isn't a smoothie shop. Correct. This isn't uh, a ma- two maids, you know, a, uh, a, a cleaning thing. They right. have their purpose and they're incredibly important. Right. This is a higher investment, okay? It sure. is a longer and uh, a ramp, and but what it is is 93% recurring revenue, single employee model, dealing with um, uh, nine-to-five business hours. You'll have mm-hmm. your evenings and weekends. There's That's no great. cash. There's no expiring inventory. And this is really important because it takes a very special person who wants to have that long-term investment. And as I say, I think when we have that exec, when we have that person who's at the pinnacle of his or her career, and they're like, ah, I don't want to go, I want to change. I don't want to go to work every day making somebody else money. I want to have a legacy for my family. I want to do something with my husband or wife and be in this together. I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to start exiting that corporate career. And then I want to be out completely. That's my person. And I want to be in that person is involved in local community activities, supporting you know, supporting important causes as a part of the, you know, and giving back to that community. And, and their children are in their community, and maybe they're on the PTA. Right. That's the person that we want. You mentioned, you know, I, I like the nine-to-five aspect, Andrea, because I think sometimes, you know, people, they want to go into franchising because, like you mentioned, like maybe they want to spend more time with their families, but then they get into the wrong type of franchise. You know, it's a franchise where they have to work weekends or crazy hours, you know, and, you know, at Office Evolution, I mean, you have this opportunity of, you know, sort of working from nine-to-five, and then you get to go home at the end of the day and spend day with your family, you know, which is important to a lot of people. Who are, like, you know, some of the, the franchisees to Office evolution i mean are they are they like say husband and wife franchisees like what were some of their backgrounds before becoming franchisees okay and i have to correct myself it is eight to five not to let the truth that's get okay, away. <laughs> <laughs> <Eight to five. laughs> 
said, it's so it's true today. Right? Who, start, who starts work at 9 to 5 anymore, right? It's like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't exist. Oh when, I, when I look around our Zoom calls and I see those faces, they are a lot of husband and wife teams, amazing yeah, dynamic duos sense. like Mark and Joan Mendel in Coral Springs, uh, mm-hmm. Florida, who have their nephew, Josh, working for them as the wow. business center manager, or Jackie and Mark Gottlieb, who um, who are in Roswell, Georgia, or um, or the Monsons in Carmel, Indiana. These are wonderful dynamic duos who who are actually in the office working together and right. making this happen. So yeah, this husband and the idea of this husband and wife team is very powerful for us. And, and or or John and Karen Chapowski. You know, these these people are terrific. They um, yeah, and they come together each. Sometimes one has more of a sales bent and the other one's more operational or hospitality. So I guess as they complement each other in their marriage, they also complement each other in business. It works nicely. Yes, that was a good question. It's it's great, and you know, and, and and I like too that you know you mentioned you know your your the clients to uh, Office Evolution, Andrea, you know, are are, are small businesses, and, and I've always found small business owners just to be interesting people, and so I guess you know there's this nice diversity, you know, for your franchisees, I mean, you, you get to have this nice diverse set of clients, don't you? You know, what I mean, all types of businesses, don't you? And I I just I, I think that's fascinating. It is because it gets them, it stimulates the mind. These people don't yeah. want to retire. Our right. franchisees have been in business their whole life. They don't want to retire. They want right. to have these business to business, and I will say human to human. It falls down to human to human conversations yeah. with like-minded people in business. And so, yes, we have the attorneys and the accountants. We have mortgage brokers. We have estheticians. We have uh, travel uh, people who, who produce wonderful travel extravaganza holidays. We have a whole gamut. You name the small business. Wow. And they are in our location and each has photography studios. We have a woman who does eyeglass um who's an optician out of our yeah, space. Wow. And she she has a whole office dedicated to eyeglasses. It's terrific. Wow. You know, so we have a lot of really neat um people who are realizing their dreams and we are helping them to realize their business and their personal dreams within our spaces. Yep. That's wonderful. It is. It's, it's a fantastic model. So our listeners, Andre, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, we've been doing the show now 14 years, and so we've kind of like keyed in that, you know, that most of the people that listen to our show are new to franchising. You know, they're kind of like just beginning the process. You know, they're starting to do research, and you've been doing this for a while now. What advice would you give to our listeners um, in, in their quest to buy a franchise, because many of them are confused in the early stages. Yeah, I would really sit back and think, where do you envision yourself investing mm-hmm. your time and your effort, right? A, is it yeah. B to B? Is it right. B to C? Is it what category you want to do and what is what category is an extension of you, something that you're going to want to be passionate about? Because right. ours is a semi-absentee model, but come on, yeah. let's be real. You're running and owning a business. You've got to be passionate about right. what it is that you're investing your yep. time in. Exactly. Something really important, how does corporate support you? We talk about yeah. a single employee model, and we do have a single employee model, and we have 20 people in our corporate staff and 10 people in our company-operated locations who are 
whose sole purpose is franchisees in finding and building out the right location, helping them to manage their business plan and stay on track, driving leads, supporting sales, supporting technology. Mm -hmm. How much is corporate going to help you? And also, the other thing, too, is that, and I learned this at Office Evolution, we have a franchise advisory committee, so they Mm -hmm. really make sure that we're on track. We also have a marketing advisory committee, and we also have Z to Z meetings. And corporate doesn't really go to those Z's. It's so Z to Z so that the Z's can connect with each other. So when you're looking at a franchisee, look at that corporate, look at the culture, look at the nurturing of relationships between the franchise owners and also that connection with the corporate team who's solely there to serve and support you in being successful. Where do you see office evolution? If you could look into that crystal ball, Andre, maybe three years, five years down the road, what's the future for office evolution? Oh, well, we are going to be expanding and growing and supporting Mm -hmm. more entrepreneurs where they live and work across the nation. Um, And, you know, I'm speaking to people in markets that never would have occurred to me before because these people are realizing because there's a mass exodus from the center cities right Right. into the suburbs, and new suburbs are burgeoning and growing. So we'll be there, and we'll be there to support our members uh, where they want to live and work. That's fantastic. What's the best way, uh, Andrea, for our listeners to get more information on Office Evolution as far as, uh, of course, the franchise opportunity, but even even the service itself? Are there uh, any websites you want to direct them to? Thank you. Yes, officeevolution.com is the brand site, and then um, uh, officeevolutionfranchise.com is our franchise site. And listen, call me, 203 Six eight five six two nine one. I. It's so important to me to be close to and connect with our prospective franchise owners. It's uh, uh, that's the future of our organization. So call me directly. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Andrea. And I'd like to invite you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I think this is a wonderful concept. Well, you have done an amazing job in bringing our story to life, and I'm really grateful for the time that you uh, shared, that you invited me to share with you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're most welcome, Andrea. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. 
franchise teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the President of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today's Great Quote in Franchising comes from Tom Scarta, and Tom is a franchise consultant for Franchise, and he's the author of The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty. And we've had Tom on the show two times over the last 14 years, and Tom is great at providing a analogies on topics like motivation and entrepreneurship. So today's great quote in franchising is called, It Doesn't Hurt Enough. Well, we'll let Tom explain why. About 10 yeah. years uh, with franchise helping them to find businesses. And what I find, and, and you know this from the industry, is that majority of people who look at franchising do not buy a franchise. And the number one reason is fear of the unknown. Yeah. So they go, instead of choosing, see, at the end of the process, you know, they're looking at great companies because uh, we vet them. We know who's good, who's not. And, and you can never deny that the companies are not good when you go down the road at looking at them. Right. The choice, the choice is not what franchise to buy. The choice is the choice between uncertainty and unhappiness. That's and most people go back to the unhappiness, and they because there's a comfort in that, right? There's yeah, so at least I get a paycheck. At least I know I have a job. At least I can pay my bills. And, right. and I got to tell you, if, you, if you think you're on this earth to pay your bills, you're always going to have a mild kind of um, frustration that goes through right. your life. That's it's very powerful, you know what you said, Tom. You know, it, it's um, it, you know. We, we've seen that on the show too. You know, I mean, I've heard numbers like at, at, at like one out of 
a hundred people will, will will say yes to you know going the going the, the franchise alternative, or they'll give some kind of like excuse like you know well it's not perfect you know. And I remember you even saying this, you know, a long time ago is you know there's not really that, that always that perfect perfect opportunity. You know what I mean? I mean there's always I think the analogy you used a long time ago was even when you know you buy a house. You know what I mean? There's always going to be right. something with that house that you can always fix you know what i mean so there's never that That's perfect right. opportunity and i suspect you get that from a lot of people because they're 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 so terrified of going forward they're like well i don't think this is the perfect opportunity for me i i, I suspect you probably get that a lot don't you it, yeah yeah and you're right i think it was um in in joe matthew's great book uh street smart franchising yeah, yeah. he talks about that um one out of every hundred people that look at franchising actually buy a franchise and and that the the thing for me, Marty, is it makes me it makes me sad inside because I mm-hmm. talk to these folks yeah. that have great backgrounds. They're phenomenal at what they do, right. and they can easily translate their skills into their own business and really right. live happily ever after. And they don't, and and it's yeah. it's always because of fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You use a powerful word, um, Tom. You know, you used happy. You know, and and I think it's interesting that how many people there are out there that are, you know, working day to day and they're just, you know, as you said, they're paying their bills, you know, but they're, they're not happy, are they? You know, and I know a lot of those people who are working for, let's say, the city and, um, you know, they're, they're going to get their pension at some point, but they just aren't happy. And I can't imagine working 40 years and not being happy. And you wonder, uh, you know, it, it's really that powerful. And that's why I think your book is so important. You know, the magic of choosing uncertainty is is, is that, you know, you lived it, haven't you? I mean, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure, you know, you, you know you, you've been through all of those things that, that a lot of your um, clients um, mm-hmm. certainly have gone through their head, don't they? Yeah, I've, I, yeah, I've been in their shoes. And and that's why I, I kind of enjoy what not kind of I love what I do because I'm yeah. really able to speak to people on on a you know a one to one basis that you know I've, right. I I and not only have empathy I, I've been there I've done it and and you know maybe it's not for everybody and that's fine I, I get right. that not everybody should buy a franchise believe me right but um you know but when you're when you're there and you're on the cusp and you know it's the eleventh hour and you have to make a decision and and you run away from it it's it's really really sad and from you know from my perspective it is and i think from their perspective i just read an article uh last week that said 80 86% of americans want to change their job today wow that's incredible 86% 86% of americans want to change their job today and probably maybe 1% will um you know, get out of the corporate rat race. A lot of people will change jobs, and right. they're going from you know one fire to another mm-hmm. fire, and they really exactly. don't solve anything. But I'll, I'll tell you that um, you know a, a, a great story that I share with everybody, and I think that it will go very very well here. If you can imagine for a second, um, there's these two guys sitting on a porch, like two two old hillbillies, right, and they're and yeah. they're drinking their they're drinking their sarsaparilla and they're rocking in their rocking chairs. And one of them, one of them has a hound dog, and the hound dog's sitting on the floor. And every once in a while, that hound dog lets out a yelp. Yeah. So, so one of these guys, one one guy says to the other guy with the dog, hey, "What's wrong with your dog?" And he said, oh, "Nothing's wrong with the dog." So he said, "Well, why does he yelp like that?" 
Yeah. And he said, oh, he's laying on a nail. And uh, he said, well, why doesn't he get off the nail? And he said, well, I guess it just doesn't hurt bad enough. Wow. That's a great that's a great analogy. We're gonna to have to use it. We have these great quotes in franchising podcasts. We're gonna to have to put that one in there. I haven't heard you tell that story, but I I think that's um, I mean I mean that's a great one. I mean it does show you know how how we're willing to live our lives like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It it frustrates the heck out of me. And um, you know, in in the book, I give people uh, what I call fuel for change, which are different exercises at the end of a couple of different chapters where you can go through changing your mindset about things. Yeah. And, and you realize after a while, all your stuff, all your baggage in that fear department, right. essentially comes from your parents and, yeah. and from yeah. your upbringing telling you, you know, no, 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 right. don't do that, be careful. And if you, would, if you lose, you're a loser. And, yeah. and that's not the case at all because when you – Take a chance, and if it doesn't work out for some reason, there's more life yeah. lessons in that failure than there is in any success. And, and I can tell you that directly from my smoothie experience. Sure. It's, you know, there's so much more to learn when you're trying to climb out of a hill, out of a hole, than standing on top of a hill. Yeah, and it's you know it must be interesting. I, you know, I'm I'm one of those people as I mentioned, Tom. You know, I mean, my mom is still waiting for me to go apply for the post office. You know, I said I'm going to be <laughs> 50 years old in three years. You know, and I, and I just I just recently you know completed my doctorate degree last year, and I think she's still waiting oh, wow. for me to go work. You know, for for the post office. You know, I mean, she just tried to instill that in me as a kid, and maybe that was my my reason I went the other direction. You know, I just didn't. It just didn't seem gratifying to me, not to, to, to pick on anyone who works for the post office, but I just didn't, I wouldn't have had that. And I love the word you use. It uses word fuel, you know, and we had, um, we had the great Michael Gerber on our show, and I know you're, you're a fan uh-huh. of his as well. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tom Scarta, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com. You can go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page, and you can find Tom Scarta there. Or you can go to Franchise Interviews Listed by Category, and you can go to our Franchise Experts page and listen to the interview there. And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this Great Quotes in Franchising podcast such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.